Did you know that we have an online membership platform with photographers from around the world? In our members area, we have marketing boot camps, baby certification, webinars, holiday guides, templates, and so much more. You'll not only meet with other like-minded photographers, but you'll also receive a discount to our store and other membership perks. Come visit us at annabrandmemberapp.com. Why are we working? Is it for the likes, the comments, the instant response? How do we keep up and why do we constantly need the feeling of instant responses? Why? It wasn't always this way. That's one of the things we're going to talk about in today's podcast is photographers are constantly feeling discouraged about the social media algorithm and the responses and the comments and the likes. And I'm seeing over and over that photographers are feeling unseen and what can they do about it? You are listening to the Anna Brandt Podcast for the year 2023. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 24 years and has taught worldwide in over 40 countries. She continues to educate in person and online while running a busy studio in Tustin, California. My Mom's Podcast is all about educating and motivating the creative entrepreneur. My name is Ava Brandt and I am happy to welcome you to the fifth season of My Mom's Podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. It wasn't always this way, meaning there was a time where photographers worked super hard on their lighting and posing, and no one gave them instant public feedback. They relied on word of mouth to get their business, and they weren't doing paid ads on social media. While they worked super hard on their craft and their lighting and their marketing, no one immediately told them they were great except for the occasional after a session, that was a good session, the client's leaving, they're very happy, and then that's it. They would have to wait weeks and weeks, sometimes even years to find out if that client was truly happy. Hopefully it was just weeks where clients would come back in, order their photos, give the feedback, ask questions, buy photos, or many, many times clients would delay the ordering process and it could be a very long time before they sat down, chose the photos, received the photos, and then when they received them, would they give instant feedback, maybe just a thank you. And it could be years before a client would maybe refer somebody else and that referral would go back to that photographer and then they would realize it was from that original client and then they would feel that they received good feedback. Unlike now, where you've got the instant response for Yelp, for Google, for Instagram, Facebook, on and on and on and on and on. Back in the day, photographers worked super hard and no one would immediately give them feedback. That wouldn't mean that they wouldn't work as hard. They would just keep pressing on getting the work done and not expecting instant feedback, not expecting instant applause because they were just doing their job and honing their craft. This podcast is for any entrepreneur that started their business in the social media world. It wasn't always like this. I know this because I'm 24 years in the business. If you've listened to my podcast before, I've said that many, many, many times. The year 2024 marks my 25th year in the business. I became a professional in the year of 1999. I was an amateur for 10 years before that. What does that mean when I say that? That means that I did not have a paid shoot for 10 years prior to going professional. 
The difference between an amateur and a professional is not how good you are, it's whether you're charging or not. It's really that simple. An amateur isn't charging for their work. They're a hobbyist. They may think they're new, but I was an amateur for 10 years and I was perfectly fine doing so because my intention wasn't to be a professional photographer. Believe it or not, I had no intention on going pro. I was very happy being a hobbyist and I had a day job. My day job wasn't photography. I was a web project manager and so I did have a website very early on. I knew very, very young that having a website was very important. It was very important 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and it's important now. However, now we're in this social media age where if we don't get instant feedback, photographers will post, I'm not being seen. No one's seeing me. How do we keep up? How do I get people to see me? How do we go on living and creating a business where it seems like nobody cares? We go live and only one person comments. So why bother going live? How do we build a sustainable business and thrive? These are questions that pop up on social media almost every single day. People will sometimes reach out to me and say, how do you do it? How do you keep up? How do you stay active? And I say, I just do the work anyway. My Instagram account has over 200,000 followers on that account. But many times I will post a photo and I get a few comments. Nothing huge, not a thousand comments per image, not 2,000 comments per image. Maybe every once in a while a video will go viral. Maybe on Facebook, maybe on social media. I can go back to my reach and it's in the millions, but the instant response that's on the front that everyone sees is not really a whole lot. So should I just give up? Should I just quit? Should I just say, well, I don't really think anyone's seeing me? No, because this is what actually happens in my business. My clients come in for their newborn session and I ask them if they have any images of inspiration. What that means is, are they any any images that they've saved on their phone, whether it's from my account or someone else's account, something they've seen in a magazine, on a billboard, just something that they say, ooh, I really like that image. Even myself, when I'm going to photograph my children or I'm going to try something new, I may look for inspiration out in the World Wide Web. And I may screenshot, I may save it. It might be something, oh, this is like a mood board. That's why people still love Pinterest. That's why 45 million people or more a month use Pinterest. Because you can create these mood boards and you can collect ideas and sources and inspiration. And so they'll show me these. And it's super important that I see that because then I can imagine kind of what they're dreaming about, what they're thinking about. The images tell me, they tell me quite a few things about that client. Do they like light images? Do they like dark images? Do they like simple images? Do they like more themed images? I can tell within just a couple of minutes at looking at a client's inspiration album pretty quickly what their style is and what their taste is. That helps guide the direction of where I'm going to go in my session. Doesn't mean I'm here to copy the work of the photographers they're showing me. 
It's telling me, ooh, they like light and airy or ooh, they like dramatic. And quite often my clients will say, well, that's not your photo, but I'm just showing you the idea of it. I'm like, no, no problem. No problem. I get it. I can look at it after all these years and understand the vibe that they're going for. And that's important, especially if it's a new client and I don't know that much about them and I'm trying to understand who they are in just a few minutes because I need to deliver a gallery that's worthy of the life that they're living. And that's super important. Almost every single client, when they come in and they show me their inspiration in their phone, has some of my images from my Instagram and some from my website. Almost every single client. But yet, I can tell you for a fact that 99% of my clients don't comment on my Instagram or my Facebook. It's actually super surprising when they do. Recently, a client of mine that I've been photographing for 14, 15 years made a comment that he noticed his family photo in the back of a video that I had done. And he's a high profile client and somebody else noticed this client and asked if it was who it was. And then when he commented, she says, oh my gosh, it is. And I smiled because I thought, gosh, I've been photographing this family 14, 15 years and I think they've commented once or twice over the years. But I know they see the photos because when we get together for our annual session, they will comment on them. And so that's what I know to be true. I've booked celebrities and high-profile clients around the world that have all sent me screenshots from my social media pages that they never commented on. And so that should tell you something, right? That should tell you that I know I'm being seen. And you may have similar experiences. My clients can tell you the countries I've been to. They know the colleges my kids are attending. They know I feel sometimes more about me than I know about me. Sometimes I'll come in from an international trip and they'll say, weren't you just in Indonesia? And I'll be like, was I? Or was that New Zealand? Where was I? I don't even remember the last trip I was on. But they know. They're paying attention. When I do get a celebrity booking, they quite often know the other celebrities that I've done, even though because of NDAs, I haven't even talked about them. So I know from talking to my clients, paying attention to my clients, I know that I'm being seen. I know this from the photographers that book my workshops, that attend my mentoring, that buy my products, that I know I'm being seen. But there are days that I could sit from maybe an outside looking in type thing and look at my social media and not see that many comments and feel like kind of sad and feel like, gosh, I just don't feel like I'm being seen. I feel like no one's really commenting on my work. Maybe I'm not good anymore. Maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should just stop what I'm doing. Gosh, I posted that beautiful image of this maternity and I loved it so much and nobody commented. And I got like five likes. Do you think maybe I'm not good in maternity anymore? I think maybe I should quit. I'm thinking I should. Don't, don't you? Have you said those things to yourself? Are you guilty? Are you listening in a car? Are you editing? Are you home? And are you nodding saying, yeah, I've said that before? 
Does it bother me when people don't publicly comment? Of course. Sure. For like a second. Why? Why not longer? Because I'm busy, guys. I'm busy. I've got work to do. I can't stop and think about who's going to comment, who's going to lie. I can't because I'm not here for the likes and the comments. I've been here 24 years working in this industry, guys. I didn't start for the likes and the comments, and I'm certainly not going to end because of the likes and the comments. I started photography because I was fascinated that I could see my own image on a camera, and that was super, super important to me. Many of you know that I'm adopted. I'm a Puerto Rican girl. I was raised by a white mother. My dad was from Argentina, mixed blended family. And I didn't come in with a photo album. I didn't come into this family with a suitcase full of clothes, with treasured keepsakes from my newborn. I didn't have an ultrasound photo from my mom. I had the clothes on my back. That's it. That's it. So when I discovered photography, and I remember my dad used to always taking photos and sending it to the relatives in Argentina, and oh, they loved the photos. And I remember my grandmother, she was the one at the table every Thanksgiving dinner, every Christmas dinner, taking photos of our dinner and our family. We have tons of photos of our dinners. We were big into family dinners. We had a big family. There were seven in our immediate family. So you add the grandparents, the aunts, we always would have big family dinners and we have a lot of photos of it. I didn't come into this family with family dinner photos. I'm pretty sure I never had a family dinner before I was adopted. And so being adopted and coming to this home with traditions and photos and realizing the power behind the camera the power that you can just snap an image and it is forever in time. And if you print it, it can pass generation to generation. My grandpa lived till he was 97 years old and he passed away when I was in my late 20s. He was a very, very, very important part of my life. And now, 30 years later, I still can have these photos. I have a photo of my frame in my home that it's, it's like it was yesterday. I took that photo when I was 25 years old of him staring in my lens because he was so fascinated with my fascination with photography. And he was my only subject that would sit on my sofa in the living room and just stare at me and let me capture his photos. And so I have a lot of photos of him just looking into my camera. They're everything. There was no instant response. There was nobody back in the day going, good job, Anna. That was like the best image you've ever taken. You've got a future. You've got this. Nobody was saying that. When I started photography, I didn't do it to see what others would think of me. I did it for me. And when I quit my day job at 29, that was for me. When I opened up my studio, that was for me. I wanted a space to call my own. That was for me. Now, 24 years later, going into my 25th year, do I still do photography for me? Yeah, sure, of course I do. Do I get paid to do it as well? Yeah, and that's amazing. Every time I'm paid for a session, it's amazing. 
Does that mean the session's easy? No. Does that mean everything is amazing? No. Does that mean that everything I take is amazing? No. Does that mean that everything I post should be amazing? No. So let's go back to, does it bother me if I only get five comments on an image and someone else that would maybe be considered my competition gets 500? They have so many fans and friends that want to comment on every post. Look, guys, I'm not in a popularity contest. I never, I never was the most popular in school and I never even tried to be. I'm here to do the work and my hope is that you are too because I'm seeing it, guys. I'm seeing it, boys, girls, people of all ages. I see it on social media all the time. Comment if you're seeing this post. I'm gonna clean out my Facebook friends. If you haven't commented on a post that I've done recently, you're off my feed. How many times have you seen that? Time to clean up my friends list because no one's commenting on my life. So that means you must not think I'm important. So time for you to banish me from my friends list. Do you not want to be banished? Then make sure you comment on this post so I don't banish you forever. And then tons and tons of people commenting, no, no, please don't unfriend me. I love you and adore you. I'm just so busy in my own life. I miss a lot of things. You know that algorithm. You know that algorithm. Oh, it just, let's just blame it on that algorithm. It just, I don't know what that algorithm is doing. Oh, I know. Let's just dump a bunch of money in paid ads. Let's boost our posts. We can't really afford it, but if we can just... Maybe spend some money here and there and $500 later, a month, a thousand. I remember a couple of years ago, I was in a workshop and this photographer was really struggling in her business. And when I asked, you know, if she was doing any paid ads, she said, yes. I said, how much a month? And she said, $2,000 a month. I said, that's ridiculous. Cancel it. That's $24,000 a year. In what? In what? And why? Get rid of it. Do you need it? I don't think you need it. She would not get rid of it. She got on the phone to her husband that night. Anna says, get rid of it. I'm here to learn from her. I, I trust her. Get rid of it. Husband says, no, no, you can't get rid of it. We, we get some clients from those ads. We need those. I said, try it. Just try it. Get rid of it for a month or two months and see if you're still getting clients. She wouldn't do it. I wanted her to just test it. Yes, there's a time for paid ads. Yes, there's a time for all of that. But I'm talking about the daily grind, guys. I'm talking about the day in and day out where you're posting your work, you're going live, you're a vendor, you're knitting items, your hands are bleeding from your knitting needles. You spend hours and hours and hours in knitting and creating props and then you post it and you get crickets. And you wait and you wait and nothing. And then you jump on TikTok and someone posts something stupid about an Amazon fine and there's 55,000 comments and Amazon is now sold out because everybody in the world bought that item on TikTok. And yet you, you have spent hours and hours and days away from your family to knit and make something handmade that is absolutely amazing and stunning and can't be found on Amazon and is your own design and creation, and you have crickets, and no one's buying, and no one's seeing you. And it doesn't feel good, does it? It doesn't feel good. 
And why is it that a simple, stupid TikTok ad can bring in millions of dollars for an Amazon fine that seems so silly and pointless, but yet laborers and and knitters and sewers and people that are hand-making things, they're struggling to make ends meet. When does it ever balance out? When do you get your TikTok fame? When do you hit that perfect spot on the algorithm that all the praise comes in and breaks you and makes you so much money that you never have to worry again? Will that ever happen? Will you ever get your break? Will anyone ever really truly recognize how talented and amazing you are? Or are you just going to spend the rest of your life struggling, trying to be seen, hoping you're worthy? and trying to live a life fulfilled. Do you get where I'm going with all of this? Because if you don't, let me kind of bring it all in because as usual, when I do a podcast, I kind of go way out there, way out into the field and you hope that maybe I'm gonna come back and bring you back in and close this podcast in a way that will make you hopefully feel better about the topic and have some resolution in your mind. And hopefully I can. The happiness, the fulfillment, the love for your work, it's got to come from you. What do we tell our daughters and our sons? We've got to love ourselves first, right? We have to look in the mirror and say, we're amazing. We rock. We got this. We have to love ourselves first. Isn't that the most important thing in anything? To have a really good, healthy relationship is really hard if you don't love yourself first and if you're not strong and confident in who you are. We need to take that same internal love and passion to our work. We have to be happy with who we are and we have to understand why we're doing the work that we're doing. This podcast, I reach out mainly to photographers, but you don't have to be a photographer to listen to this podcast. And I feel that a lot of what I say can be applicable to any business. I don't do the work for likes or comments or social media responses. And if I was dependent on that, I would have ended my career a long time ago. And I don't want you to do the same either. And I see so many people doing it, saying, I'm giving up. That's it. I quit. I'm going to go do something else. No one really cares about what I post. I don't really have a following. No one's really hiring me. So I'm just going to quit. Okay, then do it. Then do it. We don't even need to make a whole announcement to the world. If this isn't your thing, then just move on. Because if I'm not going to do something anymore, I I don't need to announce it to the whole world. I would just pack up my camera, get rid of my studio, and just move on and go do something else that was more fulfilling. And some people do that. But the constant need for praise and attention is a bit much. And what's even crazier is it's the adults that are doing it. It's not the kids. You know, all of my kids have Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts and their Snapchat. And, you know, my daughters are so funny because sometimes they'll, you know, strategically plan when they're going to post for their followers and, you know, they're, they curate their socials and, You know, but my son, he just, he doesn't post as often as I wish he would because I think his work is fantastic. But when he posts, he posts and just kind of moves on. Because if he sits around and waits for the likes and the comments and the responses, he's not going to be motivated to keep working. 
would it be great if every time he posted, there were just as many followers commenting on his post? Wouldn't that be great for all of us? For you, for me? Gosh, I have over 240,000 comments. Wouldn't it be fantastic if all 240,000 people commented on every picture I made? Honestly, I think that would be a little overwhelming because then I would feel like I had to respond to all of them and that would be a full-time job. But honestly, statistically, that's not going to happen anyway. I mean, let's look at the accounts that have millions of followers. They may have 200,000 comments on a post, but look at their main number. Their main number is like 10 million. Obviously, they're not going to have 10 million respond or that would be very overwhelming. And so think about it. Think about kind of that number, right? Many times it's less than 1%. We can't all have constant response to everything we're doing all the time. You'd have to hire all social media team to do it. And is that why you're doing the work anyway? It's not why I'm doing the work. Why are you a photographer? Why? Why? What prompted you to pick up that camera? What is your reason? What is your why? Why are you doing this? Whether you started doing this in the social media generation or before, I'm pretty sure there's nobody listening to this podcast that would say, oh, I did it because I wanted to get 100 comments on my Instagram post. I'm pretty sure none of you are going to say that, right? You're probably going to give me 5,000 reasons why photography fuels your soul, why being a creative makes you happier than you've ever felt in your life. Or maybe you had another job and you switched to a different job and photography is making you more money and you just love it. Tap into that. Please, I beg you, tap into that. The next time you're looking at your social and it feels mm, kind of like an empty room, don't worry about it. You're being seen, I promise you. You are, you are. People are seeing you. They're probably screenshotting your work. You know, my, my kids' Snapchat, I guess you get notified if someone screenshots I don't know. I just remember years ago, my kids were showing me something in Snapchat and I was like, oh, I love that. And they're like, mom, don't, don't screenshot it. Like, like watching my fingers to make sure I didn't accidentally screenshot it. I'm like, oh gosh, okay. I didn't, I don't think I was planning to, but maybe I was, I don't know why. And they're like, oh, because the other person will know, they'll know. It tells them when it's screenshot. That's a no, no mom, not in the teen world. I was like, oh wow. Okay. They're like, we, you can just look. Don't, don't only comment if, if it's a certain friend of a friend. Oh, there's lots of rules in the Snapchat world. I laugh. Could you imagine if that was the case in Instagram? Oh, wait, we'd all be called out, right? I mean, are you laughing just thinking about it? Think of how many times you screenshot your competitor. I know you do. I'm going to say it again. You're being seen. You are. What is it that you really want? Do you really want millions of comments on every single Instagram post? Or do you want a profitable business? 
Do you want clients referring you to their friends and family? Do you want people paying your prices and not trying to haggle you? I would think it's the latter, right? I would think that you would love to have a thriving business, that you would love people to refer you and recommend you, and that you would love for people to pay your prices and for you to feel satisfied in the job that you're doing and to pay your bills at the end of the day, right? Spend time with your family, vacation, that's what you want. So let's focus on that. Can we do that? Can we just stop going to social media and begging for likes and for comments and just posting your work? And if you get some comments or likes, fantastic. And if you go viral, super fun. But do the work. Do the work anyway as if nobody's watching. Because people are always watching. Always. They know. Trust me. They know. They see you. And when they come into your studio, your space, your home, and they hire you and they start talking about the photos you've done, just smile. Just smile and say thank you. Don't complain about the algorithm and complain about how social media is dead and nobody's being seen on Instagram anymore and threads is hanging by a thread. I mean... You guys, things are going to come and go. Remember MySpace? Remember AOL? I mean, things are going to come and go. 10 years from now, Facebook and Instagram might be something else. I mean, heck, Twitter's not even Twitter anymore. We, it's almost like we, we assume that these social medias, is, it's just going to be forever and ever and ever, and this is how it's going to be, and it's not, guys. It's not. It's going to change and it's going to be something else. But you know what is going to stay constant and consistent and the same? You. Hopefully your work improves. Hopefully your self-esteem improves and your confidence, which I believe comes with time and with experience. That's why people, as they get in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s, that's why they'll start telling you that they feel happier and happier the older they get. That's something that definitely when I was in my 20s, if somebody who was in their 40s said, oh, I'm just happier than I was in my 20s, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, you're old. But I get it now. I get it as I'm getting older. As I'm getting older, I care less and less what people think. I don't look for the instant satisfaction. I don't look for the gratification. As I'm getting older, I'm thinking about the legacy that I'm going to leave behind to my children. And I think about what are the lessons that I can give to them. And I I think about how can I help them navigate their school and their work and their relationships. That's what's important to me. Raising good, kind humans that have the esteem to go do whatever it is that they want to do and not wait for approval, instant approval, instant glorification. And so I think as you get older, your focus becomes better. And the need to not have to fit in all the time becomes less and less and less. If you're listening to this, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, I don't even know. I don't know how my how old my oldest listener is or my youngest listener. It really doesn't matter to me. What matters is that I wish 
we could all just ease up on the constant need for immediate instant gratification and just do the work. Go do what makes you happy. Go travel. Go find a new location. Go test a new camera. Get together with your friends. If you're questioning if your work's good enough, call up a friend and say, do you like this? Call up someone you trust, a family member. And if they go, oh my gosh, I love it. Great. That's all I need. My son showed me a photo they had done of his girlfriend the other day. I love it so much. I'm dying to share it. I, I zoomed in on it. I was like, wow, the editing. Did you do that or did you outsource it? He's like, I did it. And I was like, it's amazing. And each time I said it, he was like, thanks, mom. And I was like, I think I've complimented him 50 times in text and verbal. And each time he said, thanks, mom. Like a genuine thanks, mom. Not thanks because you're my mom. It was like, like he really really was grateful that I really loved it. I mean, I love it, love it, love it. And I was like, it's really good. The lighting, the editing, the pose, it's just brilliant. For a 22-year-old, I just thought it was definitely way better than any work that I was doing at 22, that's for sure. And, you know, I tell him and my daughters, I'm their biggest fan. I will praise them to the, the day that I can't do it anymore. And that doesn't mean that everything they do is good. There are times for critique and there's times for conversations. But those are the people you need to go to. Go to your friends, go to your family, go to your peers. Say, hey guys, I need some love. Can you give me some love? I need some love today. Because if they love you and they support you, they're going to give it right back. And let's cut out all the negative algorithm. No one sees me, no one loves me. I'm going to delete you from my friends list. That's just like... Just let's just move on from those conversations and let's just get the work done. Do you think we can do that? I think we can because I'm too busy to worry about it. And my hope is that you get so busy that you don't worry about it either. And some of you are. Some of you are probably listening to this going, Anna, I am way too busy to even care. I just move on. And others are going to go, Anna, this, it does affect me. It does bug me. And I do feel less than, but tomorrow I'm not going to. Tomorrow, I'm going to look in the mirror and say, I love myself and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to hug my clients and I'm going to thank them for coming and I'm going to just hope and pray that they're happy with the work that I do and that I'm going to move on anyway. That is my hope for you. As always, I hope that something I say in this podcast resonates with you. I hope that something strikes a chord, hits a nerve, makes you think that you're not alone because you're not. And it's hard. It's hard because this can be a very, very, very lonely, cruel world. But we're all working. We're all trying to do the best that we can do. And that's all we can hope for, right? I'm Anna Brandt. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.